which we have seen and heard and declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is again addressing this idea like, look, don't listen to these guys who are telling you they have a special knowledge of God and that you don't really have that fellowship with the Lord like they do. He's addressing this, this false teaching. The idea of the word fellowship there, it comes from the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia. The idea here is that it carries the, uh, the idea of a group of people that are unified around the most important things in life. Their common values, their beliefs, their goals. They have such a union that is, it, it unifies them in a way that nothing else can. And continue, verse 4. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. That's one of the first times that he writes. He's telling us, here's why I'm writing. Here's why I'm writing. I want, I want you to know that, that you can know Jesus, that he did come in the flesh. You can have a relationship with him. And it's not about what these, you know, these Gnosticism teachers are teaching. You can ignore them. I have first eye encounter witness of Jesus. I think about this. Imagine going through life uncertain of where you're going to spend eternity. That's a terrifying thought. Uncertain? Asking questions, am I good enough? Do I know the right things? Because that's what this false teaching was doing. You don't know enough. If you don't, if you don't know this or you don't know this or you don't understand the special knowledge about God, then you're not really belonging to him. I've, I've thought about this in, uh, numerous times this week. And there's a popular video that's being going around on social media that I absolutely love. It's another preacher by the name of Alistair Begg. If you listen to his podcast or are familiar with Alistair Begg, uh, then, um, then you're going to enjoy this. Uh, my suggestion is if you, if you do podcasts, listen to him. Uh, he is a fantastic preacher. In fact, so good that... Uh, we're just going to devote the next three minutes to listening to him because he will explain it much, much better than I can. So if you will, let's direct our attention to the video. I want you to listen to what Alistair Begg has to say. Without the preaching of the cross, without preaching the cross to ourselves all day and every day, we will very, very quickly revert to faith plus works as the ground of our salvation. So that to go to the old uh, Fort Lauderdale question, if you were to die tonight and, and, and you were getting entry into heaven, what would you say? If you answer that, and if I answer it in the first person, we've immediately gone wrong. Because I because I believed, because I have faith, because I am this, because I am continuing. Loved ones, the only proper answer is in the third person, because he, because he. Think about the thief on the cross. What an immense, I can't, I, I can't wait to find that fellow one day to ask him, how did that shake out for you? Because you were, you were, you were, you were cussing the guy out with your friend, You've never been in a Bible study, you never got baptized, you, never, you didn't know a thing about church membership, and, and yet, and yet, you made it! You made it! How did you make it? 
That's what the angel must have said, you know, like, what are you doing here? Well, I don't know. What, what do you mean you don't know? Well, because I, I don't know. Well, you know, we, uh, did, <laughs> excuse me, let me get my supervisor. They go get the supervisor, Angel. So we have just a few questions for you. First of all, are you, are you, are you, are you clear on the doctrine of justification by faith? guy said, I've never heard of it in my life. And, and what about, uh, let, let's just go to the doctrine of scripture immediately. This guy's just staring. And eventually in frustration, he says, on, on what basis are you here? And he said, the man on the middle cross said, I can come. Now, now, that's the, that is the only answer. That is the only answer. And if I don't preach the gospel to myself all day and every day, then I will find myself beginning to trust myself, trust my experience, which is part of my fallenness as a man. If I take my eyes off the cross, I can then give only lip service to its efficacy, while at the same time living as if my salvation depends upon me. And as soon as you go there, it will lead you either to abject despair or a horrible kind of arrogance. And it is only the cross of Christ that deals both with the dreadful depths of despair and the pretentious arrogance of the pride of man that says, you know, I can figure this out and I'm doing wonderfully well. No, because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free for God that justice satisfied to look on him and pardon me. That's why Luther said most of your Christian life is outside of you. In this sense, that we know that we're not saved by good works. We're not saved as a result of our professions, but we're saved as a result of what Christ has achieved. Amen. Incredible. We've got to remember that the only, the, we make it to heaven not by ourselves, but by the grace of God. The man on the middle cross said I could come. Key point number two. The evidence of the gospel message is seen through our fellowship. Jesus is then, what is he going to do? He's going to come back to these themes again and again and address them in greater detail. Let's pick back up at verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you. He's already made his case, right? And he says, listen, the gospel message, I've already made it known to you. I'm going to share it again and again and again, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. What were the Gnostics doing? They were claiming they had even better special knowledge of God. And it, all this flesh stuff is sinful, so it doesn't matter. And what were they doing? They were walking in the flesh. They were doing sinful things. And he's saying, listen, it's not matching up. Your flesh and your spirit. We need to have a union here in fellowship where we're trying to get our flesh to be in submission to the spirit. And he's addressing this. If we say, if we say, uh, let, let's back up again. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, 
as he is in the light. We have fellowship, there's that word again, with, with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. When we come to the end of chapter 1 again. So John gives us two self-examinations. Two self-examinations concerning our salvation. First, what does he say? He says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, and we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. He is saying what? That our flesh has got to be in submission to walking in, in light. We have to put our flesh in submission to the Spirit. That we can't just say that everything that is physical and everything that is physical matter is sinful. He, he, they're saying that we can submit that, we can submit our flesh to the Spirit. And that's what needs to happen. And if it doesn't, then we're denying the very gospel. So, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Ephesians 4.24, what does it say? And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. What is, what is this talking about? We address this all the time, right? It's part of the gospel plan. We were created in his image to do what? To reflect the holiness and righteousness of God. But what did we do? We didn't do a very good job of reflecting his holiness and righteousness. Ours got in the way, and our righteousness is as filthy rags. We sin. And because we sin, you know, we continually, that sin has separated us from God. So we have creation, created in his image, but, and we're, our purpose was to, to reflect him, to reflect his holiness, to reflect his righteousness. We messed it up through sin. But by Christ, through Christ, he came to redeem us and to bring us back into fellowship with the Lord. And we have been redeemed. That's the third theme of the gospel. And then he sends his Holy Spirit to do what? To restore us and to give us the ability to do what? To reflect, put on the new man. To put on the new man, which was created according to God to do what? To walk in true righteousness and holiness, but not our own. It is to do what? To do what we were created to do. Reflect God's righteousness, not our own. To reflect his holiness, not our own. Ours is filthy. Ours is terrible. We, we, we don't really have a righteousness of our own. We've exchanged ours for his. And that's what we want to reflect, is his. The new man will begin to reflect the character of God. We will reflect his righteousness. We will reflect his holiness. That's our first self-test. That's the first test that we have. Is the character of God on display in my life? Not because of me, but because of his presence in my life. Because he dwells within me, the Holy Spirit dwells within me, you're going to see the character of God come out. That's the first test. The second test. If we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look at that again. If we say that we have no sin, what do we sometimes do? Sometimes in our world today we want to go, what? I'm not that bad. Yeah, at least I'm not like that guy. 
At least, I, you know, I've never murdered anyone. I've never done this or I've never done that. I'm not that bad. At least I've never fill in the blank. Right? We try and justify it. We try to make ourselves maybe a little bit better than what we are. How about this one? I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Do you see that the emphasis is on yourself? I've done this or I'm not like that. I'm I, I, I. And it goes back to what Alistair Begg just said. If we begin with that answer in the first person of, look at me, look at what I've done. I'm not that bad. I'm, I've done good things. I'm a good person. Then we've already gone wrong. In contrast, the scriptures say, if we confess our sins, he, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you notice the shift there? Who the focus was on? And who, who, who took care of, of, of our sin and who gave us his righteousness and took care of cleansing ours. Oh, it's the focus is on Jesus, and rightly so.